Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, former presidential speechwriter Craig Smith, as we continue our 26th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us tonight. Our guest for the entire show uh, is our friend Craig Smith, former presidential speechwriter and professor of communications here at Long Beach State. Craig, welcome. Welcome back to our show. Good to be back, Art. We want to discuss politics at the national, state, and local level in the course of our uh, interview. And let's, let's start with, uh, with the federal system. Uh, things are a little different with President Trump than ever before. Well, I think he's one of the more divisive uh, presidents we've had. Um, he came in where he had control of the Congress, the House and the Senate, and now he's lost control of the House been taken over now by Nancy Pelosi, so I expect that the division is going to be almost paralytic. Now, there are certain things that the President and the Democrats, I think, agree on, and we have a window of opportunity here to move forward. One would be infrastructure problems. I think both sides realize that creates jobs and solves some problems, and maybe we can get some joint legislation on that. But in other areas, I just don't see much agreement. Do you see him uh, having a problem getting reelected uh, in 2000. I think he has an enormous problem getting reelected because his uh, approval rating is pretty low. It's at 36 percent. Now, if enough people get into the race, you know, in, like third-party candidates, the former head of Starbucks, and drain off Democratic votes, then the president has his base. Remember, he doesn't have to win the popular vote. He has to win the Electoral College. Well, yes. And he's a master of doing that. He certainly is. Uh, what um, uh, what kinds of problems do you think he will uh, uh, be faced uh, and will Mueller, uh, the special prosecutor, be faced with in completing their report and making it public? Well, I think that the Mueller uh, investigation has done a great deal of damage to the president. Really? Well, when you have people being indicted, like Paul Manafort and Roger Stone, who are close to the president, who also have connections to r Russia, um, that the final report could be damaging. So I think everybody is waiting for the other shoe to drop. Are there going to be any more indictments? Jared Kushner, uh, one of the president's sons, maybe the president as, as an unindicted uh, co-conspirator. Uh, so we're waiting for all of that to play out, and it could have a tremendous impact uh, on the election in 2020. And the fact that uh, so many of the associates of the presidents have had legal problems that you just yes. mentioned, uh, is, is, is not a positive thing for him. No, and it's interesting because I go way back with some of them. Uh, Paul Manafort was in the White House when I was a speechwriter for President Ford, and Manafort was in charge of lining up our delegates. And eventually, as you know, President Ford won the nomination over Ronald Reagan, thanks in part to Paul Manafort, and uh, then we lost the election to Carter. Uh, Manafort then formed a uh, 
consulting firm with Roger Stone, and they did a lot of elections across the country, and I would watch them, and they were the kind of guys that thought out of the <coughs> box and, and, and knew how to do things. But I think where they kind of went wrong was when they got involved in elections in foreign countries. They got involved in Latin America. Eventually, Paul Manafort got involved uh, in the pro-Russian party in the Ukraine. And uh, I think where there are no legal lines, there's a lot of room for money to change hands that is not monitored. And so they, uh, they perhaps crossed the line if there was a line. And most recently, uh, Stone uh, got indicted. Yeah, and we'll see what the evidence is and, uh, and what happens to them. But I think because they were so close to the president, it's, it's kind of damaging. Do you think there are any Republicans that will challenge Trump for the nomination on the Republican side? Well, some people hope that uh, Senator, ex-Senator uh, Jeff Flake from Arizona would do it, but he withdrew yesterday. And uh, I, I still think uh, John Kasich, the former governor of Ohio, would make a formidable candidate. Uh, and, you know, I'm one of those people that hopes he, he will enter and challenge. What about Senator Romney? That's another possibility. He's been very critical uh, of the president. Uh, Romney, when he ran for president against Barack Obama, uh, said a number of things that people were critical of, and all of them have come true. For example, he said Russia is our worst enemy, and people just laughed at the time. And look what's happened since. So I think Romney could run on the platform of vindication. You know, I told you so, uh, and, and now it's my turn. Well, uh, what, uh, what do you see as uh, the crop of Democratic candidates? Uh, well, I, how is that going to run? I, th I think the, since the president is so weak, you're going to see more Democrats coming out of the woodwork than ever before. Um, one of the most articulate, just from an objective standard as a communication teacher, is Kamala Harris, the senator from California. Yes. She's attractive. She's a very good speaker. She's going to be hard to beat. I think she's jumped out to the lead for the Democratic nomination. But you have all kinds of other people who could come along. Cory well, Booker from New Jersey. And the, the Joe senator, Biden. Biden, of course, and the senator from Massachusetts. Oh, Elizabeth Warren. Yes. Uh, although I think she's made a number of, of stumbles. Uh, responding to the president on her Native American heritage, I think, was a mistake. Her announcement of candidacy while she was drinking a beer so that she would be the candidate of the common man looked yes. terrible and very artificial. So uh, I, I think she needs to get on track if she's going to make it. Well, uh, the people will decide who, who is the nominee, but uh, what would be your guess as to uh, what the 2020 competition would be between who on the Republican side and who on the Democratic side? Well, maybe someone will come along and, and steal the nomination from Trump, maybe a Kasich on the Democratic side. Um, I think Elizabeth Warren will probably do well in the neighboring state of New Hampshire in the first primary, and then Kamala Harris will come on strong <coughs> in South Carolina, and there will be a shakeout of the other candidates, uh, people like Beto O'Rourke, the congressman from Texas, and, and we'll see how that all plays out, but uh, if I were a betting man, and I'm not, it, it, it would probably be Kamala Harris. Yeah, she uh, she's a very effective speaker, and uh, uh, doesn't seem to uh, wander too much into the into the liberal wing. I mean, right, right. I mean, she she seems to know how to balance that, and and be 
uh, beholding to the big tent that's the Democratic Party. And the Democratic senator um, from Massachusetts uh, seems quite liberal in her uh, I, Yeah, discussions. I think she's, she's pretty far out there. Uh, yes. And I think that's what's going to play out in the Democratic primaries is the tension in the Democratic Party between mainline old guard Democrats like Joe Biden and new progressives that uh, Bernie Sanders brought to the fore in, yes. the, in the last series of primaries. Fascinating. Okay, we'll be continuing our discussion after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com, the Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo Tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo Tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo Tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo Tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo Tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. We're back continuing the conversation with Craig Smith, former presidential speechwriter. Uh, Craig, let's talk about the national, uh, the uh, statewide politicals. Uh, how do you see uh, the Republican Party here in California? Uh, they uh, always are in a minority. Uh, is that a, a perpetual losing battle? Well, I think they need to make incredible adjustments uh, if, they're to, if they're to come back. Um, their decline started uh, with a proposition um, uh, limiting immigration into the state uh, back in 1996, and they have been deteriorating a little bit every time since then. This is really a low point uh, for the Republican Party, not even to have a blocking power uh, of a two-thirds vote in the legislature. 
So they've become irrelevant in Sacramento. Where they are relevant is in rural communities where there's lots of mayors, uh, lots of county supervisors that are Republicans. Um, but they need to move toward the middle if they're going to capture the big population areas, and that's a big difficulty for them. What about our new governor? Uh, uh, governor Gavin Newsom Gavin is, Newsom. Uh, uh, you know, he's good looking. He has uh, wonderful experience uh, as the mayor of San Francisco and as lieutenant governor. He get he got to watch the master Jerry Brown, uh, and he has a situation that is remarkable for an incoming governor. There's no deficit. He's got complete control of the legislature, so he can have what he wants. He can move forward on his aggressive gun control program. He can move forward on uh, preschool education. He can move forward on making community college education free for the first two years. So I, I expect to see a very liberal agenda from him. I hope that he'll keep one eye on balancing the budget. Yes. That is the big question, uh, particularly with retirement funds that are going to become due. What, uh, what do you think his biggest challenge will be? I know that housing costs are a big problem in California. Yeah. Is that the governor's ballywick to address? Well, I think that the legislature, uh, with the governor, has to pass legislation that makes it easier for people to build low-income uh, housing. Um, they've got to let them build closer to freeways. They've got to let them build uh, in, in areas that uh, has access to uh, fast transit, uh, mass transit, uh, those are things that the legislature can help with. Um, housing sales are down in California because of the way our laws work. Uh, if you sell your house and you lose your Proposition 13 status, that's a disincentive. Uh, and now we have to pay capital gains on some of the big increases that our properties have had. That's a disincentive. So people aren't selling their houses, and we're not building them fast enough, so the cost is going up. It's amazing how Prop 13 has continued to, to have a, a big effect on, on financing. Absolutely. And the, the, to their credit, the legislature is looking at Proposition 13 and revising it with regard to property taxes on businesses. Many people who voted for Prop 13 did not know it applied to business property. Yeah. And so we're losing a lot of revenue because of that. Well, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, that needs to be watched, but uh, uh, Prop 13 is, is alive and well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're considering ballot propositions that would revise it. They're looking at other things, but at the moment, it stays in place. What do you see as, uh, as the main uh, uh, obstacle to the Democrats, even though they have this big majority? Uh, is it uh, uh, too tempting to take advantage of that and, and run away with progressive programs? I think, I think they could run away with progressive programs that might offend people. They also could run up deficits. Um, they could start draining the rainy day fund. Uh, there, are, there are lots of places where they can step and, and fall into a hole. They need to be very careful. What they should be looking at is the retirement funding that's going to be required down the road. Firemen, police, professors, there's not enough money in the system to take care of that future retirement. And the, uh, the unfunded liability uh, at the state level, at the county level, is, is enormous. Yes, big, big problems there, and, and, and they need to work on that. At the same time, we have infrastructure problems all over California. You just drive down Pacific Coast Highway through Long Beach and into, into Los Angeles, yes. and you're going to hit potholes all over the place. And is that a state responsibility? Uh, 
I, th I think it, 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 it's a state responsibility. Uh, we have raised money in Long Beach, I think responsibly with Measure A, to take care of some of our infrastructure problems. Yes. So you can do it, a city can do it on its own, a county can do it on its own, but the state has the most money and the, and the best way to coordinate a program. And of course we in Long Beach have a, uh, a new civic center uh, under construction and yeah. uh, be a major improvement in, of that area. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we'll be continuing our discussion with Craig Smith. And let me just mention uh, Craig's book, Confessions of a Presidential Speechwriter, is available. And uh, give us the 30-second version of this book. Well, it's about my life uh, being very lucky and getting involved in politics and how I became a presidential speechwriter for President Ford and then a consulting writing writer for George H.W. Bush and then my career at the National Republican Senatorial Committee where I was an overseer for many senatorial campaigns. So if you want to learn a little bit about speech writing and political commentary, get the book. Fascinating, thank you. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. We are back with former presidential speechwriter Craig Smith. And now, Craig, you want to talk about local politics. Uh, uh, big news was the, the mayor got married in December. Yes. And it was a big event. And uh, uh, how's he doing? Well, he's doing well. He had a wonderful wedding. As you know, we were both there. 700 people uh, at the Congregational Church here in Long Beach. Uh, and it was, it was great fun. Uh, it, it was very light. It was right near it Christmas. Was it was uplifting. Yeah, the it was. It, and, and I think, you know, Robert Garcia is such a great orator. Um, you know, he, he learned in our department here at Cal State Long Beach. He went on and got an MA at USC and then a doctor of education back here at Long Beach State. So he is a polished performer. And uh, as uh, first district councilman and then uh, deputy mayor and now mayor, uh, he has a lot of experience, and, and things have been going very much his way. And he, of course, was Associated Students President here at Long Beach State 
years ago. Yes. And the first time he ran, he did not win. Then he took your course in political campaigning. Yep. And he ran again and won. So. Yeah, and, and it's, 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 it's a nice story because then once he became uh, mayor, he asked me if he could come back to campus and team teach the course with me. And so we team taught uh, political communication together uh, a few semesters ago, and that was really very rewarding for me and I think for the mayor too. Well, he's a, a tireless advocate uh, of enthusiasm for the city and all yep. the good things that are happening. And he takes uh, responsibility for some, uh, addressing some of the problems like like homelessness, like housing, and... Uh, uh, and and uh, undocumented people. Uh, he has great sympathy uh, for them. Uh, he was an immigrant himself from yes. Peru as a little boy. And, uh, and so that's an, uh, another thing that's on his agenda. Uh, I think uh, he's led us forward in caring for the homeless. We're gonna have a new facility in North Long Beach coming right. up very soon. Um, but it is a major problem. If you live in Long Beach or Los Angeles and walk around the streets, you know that homelessness has got to be dealt with. It's what would you say is uh, one or of his weaknesses? His strengths are, are, are pretty prevalent, but uh, do you see any uh, weaknesses? In, in uh, you know, his? I haven't seen any weaknesses. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, some people uh, didn't like the uh, changing of the term limits. Yes. Uh, they, they think three terms is too long. Yes. Um, but it eliminated a loophole that allowed people to run as a write-in. And so uh, it, it's, it straightened that out. Um, but I, I, I really don't see many weaknesses. I, I think what Robert has to look for now is what's the next step? Um, does he you mean politically? For politically, him? yeah. After this term, uh, you know, does he run again or does he run for Congress? Does he run for statewide office? Um, or go back to being a professor at the community <laughs> college. <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, Congress now, Congressman Alan Lowenthal, uh, his roots were as a professor yeah. of psychology here on the campus. Yeah. Robert, as you pointed out, uh, AS president. Uh, we seem to be a breeding grounds here for uh, for uh, Jenny Rapesa was AS president. Sure. So we have quite a few. Uh, uh, very successful. And, and, and it started with Steve Horn, who was our president for 17 years and then ran for Congress. So yes. we do have a kind of tradition of people coming off the campus and being successful in the Long Beach area. Well, uh, let, uh, let me ask you, uh, what political advice would you give Robert, who, and you obviously have a, a good relationship with him, if he asked you, uh, what should I do, Craig, uh, next? Uh, well, I think running a city gives you great administrative skills. And the thing then to move into is a, a statewide office, Secretary of State, Lieutenant Governor, uh, something like that. Pete Wilson, remember, was mayor of San Diego. Yes, he was. And ran for U.S. Senate and won, and he hated it and came back and became governor in California and loved it. I didn't know that he disliked being... I mean, the travel, is that it? it, he, it, it was, he was one of 100 people where he wasn't running the show. And as governor of California, you run the show. And as and mayor, of course, you and run the show. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, it, it seems to me that uh, that's where the, the rubber meets the road when you, uh, at the mayor level. Uh, people yeah. see you in the supermarket and they say, hey, what about this? What about that? Yeah. Uh, in Washington, you can kind of blend in with the woodwork and... Uh, 
uh, not be as accountable right. as you are uh, at governor or uh, mayor levels. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things uh, I admire by L.A. Mayor Garcetti uh, was withdrawing from the presidential race before it ever got started. He did a little testing of the waters in New Hampshire and Iowa and then looked over what it would take to run for president. Yeah. And he said he preferred being staying home, being mayor, and doing that job well, taking care of homelessness, s settling the teacher strike in Los Angeles. That's a responsible decision on the part of a politician, and very rare. <laughs> and just adding uh, to that point, uh, Janice Hahn, who now is our, in fact, she, she's now the chair of the Board of Supervisors, but she was uh, a congresswoman for uh, a period, and decided to give up the seat in Congress to become a supervisor. A lot of people say, well, why would you do that? Well, uh, you represent more people as a supervisor than, than many senators do, and uh, uh, you don't miss the travel. And she was uh, in the Democratic minority at the time in the House. And so if you were a Democrat in the minority in the House, not you were nothing. Yeah. there's nothing for you to do. So she came home. And now, of course, the Democrats have control of the House again. And, of course, her, her late father, uh, yeah. Kennison, was, uh, was legendary in the area. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. I think our community is very fortunate to have a professor and author of the quality of our guest, Craig Smith. And remember, he has his book out, Confessions of a Presidential Speechwriter. And uh, 
has done so much work here. He was former head of the uh, uh, Center for First Amendment Studies. That, that is your specialty. Yes, um, becoming an expert on the First Amendment was one of the great learning experiences of my life because the First Amendment has five different clauses from freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom of assembly, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of legal well, stuff going on with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, uh, any final comments, uh, Craig? Uh, I just think we need to keep watching our political system and make sure we keep it clean. If there's any corruption, let's get rid of it. Here too, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us and for all the work you've done over many years. Here. You're welcome, Art. Okay. Thank you for watching. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.